Hello, I'm Rabbi Iggy, and welcome to Tattoo the Torah. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tattoos and Torah. I'm Rabbi Iggy out of the Truva Center. Thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about passion and creativity. So the question I want to pose right at the beginning is, who are you really? How do we find out the language of our self, the language of our soul? A place to start is through wonder. Wonder is the source of creativity self-expression, and the moments we stand back and appreciate the majesty, the magic of the world. I want to read to you from the works of Abraham Joshua Heschel, a rabbi and a philosopher. He writes, The surest way to suppress our ability to understand the meaning of God and the importance of worship is to take things for granted. Indifference to the sublime wonder of living is at the root of sin. Wonder, or radical amazement, is the chief characteristic of the religious man's attitude towards history and nature. One attitude is alien to this spirit, taking things for granted, regarding events as a natural course of things. To find an approximate cause of a phenomenon is no answer to his ultimate wonder. He knows that there are laws that regulate the course of natural processes. He is aware of the regularity and the pattern of things. However, such knowledge fails to mitigate his sense of perpetual surprise at the fact that there are facts at all. Heschel frames our conversation today in a way that we start with wonder, or as I try to convey it many times, leave room for some magic. Yes, there are laws that govern our universe. Yes, there is science, but there is also magic, things we don't understand, patterns in our life and our universe that only emerge when you step back, when you take your eyes off your feet. Ones you can only see from a far vantage point, not the myopic day-to-day. -day. When was the last time you have been surprised or created space to be surprised? Do you want to find wonder, to find beauty? Our quest forms a more spiritual life. For more meaning in one's life, we must start with an openness to it, with a sense of that wonder. Heschel continues, as civilization advances, the sense of wonder declines. Such decline is an alarming symptom of our state of mind. Mankind will not perish for want of information, but only for want of appreciation. The beginning of our happiness lies in the understanding that life without wonder is not worth living. What we lack is not a will to believe, but a will to wonder. Awareness of the divine begins with wonder. It is the result of what man does with his higher incomprehension. The greatest hindrance to such awareness is our adjustment to conventional notions, 
to mental cliches. Wonder or radical amazement is the state of maladjustment to words and notions, is therefore a prerequisite for an authentic awareness of that which is. Powerful words, mental cliches, conventional notions. Who wants that? There's a great beauty and great advantage to being a person in recovery sometimes. The brokenness of it all serves as an immune to the banality of it all. In the way that the big book says, turning your liabilities into your assets, we can turn to our distrust of the system, the rejection of normal mores, to help us find wonder, to embrace our higher incomprehension. What a great concept. Higher incomprehension. That is, not to not understand and dismiss, but to use it as a step forward in recovery. Something that might seem wondrous. Not to dismiss because we don't seem to understand it. Because when doing that, we are feeding our sense of worthlessness. And that is toxic. Just because I don't understand something at the moment does not mean that I can't. We have to ask bravely, how can this be? How can it exist? Why is it so? What am I not getting? What can I learn? To take our maladjustment, <clears throat> to take our maladjustment and to use it as a lens to see the world, to find radical amazement, to experience life, and by doing so, to live it, to be it. So how does one do that? So according to Heschel, again, radical amazement has a wider scope than any other act of man. While any act of perception or cognition has its object, a selected segment of reality, radical amazement refers to all reality. Not only to what we see, but also to the very act of seeing as well as to our own selves. To the selves that see and are amazed at their ability to see. What he means is to be in the moment and to be aware of the moment at the same time. To not try and reason, but to be open. Through meditation perhaps, prayer, or for me, the practice of silence. As Father Richard Rohr says, silence is a kind of thinking that is not thinking. It is a kind of thinking which truly sees. Science, then, is truly an alternative consciousness. It is a form of intelligence, a form of knowing beyond reacting, which is what we normally call emotion. It is a form of knowing beyond mental analysis, which is what we usually call thinking. At their higher levels, all of the great world's religion teach that this tyrannical mode of thinking has to be relativized and limited or it takes over and rather completely takes over to the loss of primal being. Pretty soon words mean less and less. They mean whatever the ego wants them to mean. Witness our political discourse today. But this leads to more and more cynicism and suspicion about all words, even our own. The ego uses words to get what it wants. When we are in an argument with our family, friends or colleagues, that is what we do. 
We pull out the words that give us power, make us look right or superior, and help us win the argument. But words at that level are rather useless and even dishonest and destructive. The soul does not use words. It surrounds words with space. And that is what I mean by silence. Silence is a kind of wholeness. It can absorb contraries, paradoxes, and contradiction. Maybe that is why we do not like silence. There is nothing to argue about in the true inner silence. And the mind likes to argue. It gives us something to do. The ego loves something it can take sides on. Yet true interior silence does not allow you to take sides. That is one reason contemplation is so liberating and calming. There are no sides to take and only a wholeness to rest in, which frees us to act on behalf of love. So today, the main point is to find a soul language. We have to create practices like silence, mindfulness, etc. So we can work on our inner wonder and external wonder, on radical amazement, to find our zone, as we say. The importance of this is immense in finding our creative voice and ignite our passion. Often, when we take on our active addiction, when we carve out this major part of our lives, that we are left with a hole, and now we have to fill it with spiritual matter, with things that give our life meaning, with passion, and what we can work on for our own sake, for the sake of its own art, for the sake of its own being. Practices that rejuvenate us, that allow us to do something for its own sake repetitively, investments in our spiritual bank account. By focusing our attention on creativity, we create moments that connect us to our soul, a state of creativity, joy, and self-expression. We may have abused ourselves in the past and lost our way, but once again, tshuva is our way back. It, in fact, means one of its meanings, one of the three meanings of tshuva is to return, to return to a higher self, to a better self. I learned from a 13th century Jewish scholar that it's a mitzvah for every wise person to innovate in Torah according to their capacity. You see, our own understanding matters. What we bring and innovate matters. You matter. Judgment, other people's opinion become unimportant. We are expressing ourselves and therefore it validates us from within. I can tell you from a personal example that coming out, for example, for me, meant that I got to be my full self everywhere. It meant that I had to stop caring about what other people thought of me, including family. That allows me to be more creative, still to this day, to, more open, <clears throat> to be more open to express myself without the fear of other people's judgment. It allows me to create and it allows me the creativity to express myself. Looking at how passion, creativity, imagination, understanding, and mindfulness help us fill the void in what was once addiction or maladjustments or bad behavior 
is a part of life of meaning. Even if you don't battle addiction, it is true for all of us who feel disconnected, filling our life with art, music, learning, craft, meditation, culture, journaling, creativity, and so much more is our way to reimagine ourselves and show the world our best version of ourselves and to allow the soul to show up fully. I read something by um, Gerald uh, Schroeder. He writes, Creativity arises from wonder, from being amazed at the magnificence of the world, wondering what's underlying all the amazing complexities we see all around us. Judaism favors asking questions, whereas some religions expect you to take everything on faith. The very fact that Jews ask questions means that they are being creative because they're wondering how things work. Doubting isn't against our faith. For me, doubting is part of it. Doubting is trying to understand how the world works. The subtlety of biblical text itself encourages trying to understand its deeper meaning looking below the surface to understand what really is there. And I add, just like Talmud, for example. He continues, creativity is digging below the surface and finding what's under the superficial world that we see. And in this sense, I think Moses was creative because he realized that God wants argument. So I ask, how do we Pose questions to ourselves. Ask yourself, what do you find true and what do you doubt? Now ask yourself, what can that doubt ask you? What is the doubt that you are dealing with that allows you to go down the road and ask meaningful questions for yourself? What is the role of this doubt and how can this doubt be your teacher? The questions you're asking are very important. Another way to approach this is something that I spoke about before. Narrative. Story. You see, creativity begins in many ways with storytelling. With your story. We have to tell the story over and over and continue to look at it. Understanding it keeps giving meaning to it. And like we just said, to add to your story. Find different meanings in it as time goes by. The challenge to find something new in the story we read year after year after year our own others our culture our families demands creativity it produces creativity when we create art or dive into our passions it is a way for us to connect looking at our values even the ever ubiquitous tikkun olam for example or the very important tool of teaching through art as Judy Chicago says. But creating vocabulary, expressing our view of the world, and of course sharing ideas and making contributions is an essential part for self-value, to value from within, to making sure that we matter and allowing ourselves to say that I matter no matter what. Finally, of course, I think creativity is sparked when unlikely things come together. Tattoos and Torah, light and dark, beauty and ugliness, etc., etc. When we allow ourselves to be open to the tensions of the world, we get to see its beauty. Out there 
And in ourselves are many tensions and many contradictions. And that is where we have to go inwards to express ourselves and to say something unique to the world. Something comes out out of our tensions and our awareness of our tensions and the wonder of the tensions in the world. To end back with Heschel, we have to be challenging our conventional wisdom. We have to ask questions. We have to create room for silence and observation and we have to keep finding new meaning. That is creativity. And from there, we get to see what we want to say to the world. We get to create perhaps something physical, perhaps something more abstract. And when we encounter it, when we see it, we smile when we see its beauty that we perhaps created. We have to either find an art to practice, a hobby to find that we have to either find an art to practice or a hobby. We have to engage with creativity. We have to experience as many things as we can to ignite our passion, our curiosity, and in fact, our wonder. Because again, when we are able to go through these steps, to create a space for wonder, to allow ourselves to ask the question, to be okay with not understanding, to dive into our own learning, to really be able to continue to grow in whatever we choose and to learn about it and to say something and to teach through what we create, to say something unique to us is a huge part of recovery and a huge part of a life of meaning and a huge element of keep telling ourselves that what we say, what we do matters very much. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Tattoos and Torah. You, of course, can find the podcast on all the platforms that you hear your podcast. You can find us on chuvacenter.org and you can find us uh, on Instagram at chuvacenter. Uh, feel free to DM us, email us, ask us questions, interact with us. Uh, you're also invited to the groups we offer online, uh, mainly Chuva Group, which is a weekly practice that we offer to try and use real tools that we've developed to have a better life and a life of meaning. Um, so check those out on the website. Again, thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Shabbat shalom.